What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Estate Podcast, episode 209. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. Back. Last week, yeah. I was moving, so. Yeah. To an undisclosed location. The compound. Bruce Campbell's backyard. Yeah, for real. <laughs> he had to find him. Had to find him another tree. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do, man. But we're back online. We got internet. We're up and running. Yeah. So was the what was the check in the mail? Yeah. (laughs) Check was in the mail. Brian did a really good job. (laughs) Uh, But it's his job, so. Yeah, he better do a fucking good job, right? Yeah, but last week we watched Doors. Yes. Which was kind of like a series of short stories that all made one story. Um, and then this week we did a Godzilla yep. versus King God- Kong. Godzilla versus... Y'all want to go through doors first? Yeah, and go ahead I mean, and there ain't much to that. All right, so it's broken into, like, what, four short stories? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the last one's really short. Yeah, right. So... um I thought that the first, the first short story with the kids in the in the school was pretty interesting. Um, I liked how it. I, I like how it was laid out. So it's a short film, or it's a film with short stories in it that all revolve around a central idea about these aliens or whatever they are showing up. These doorways showing up. They're like hard drives because they're archiving. Yeah, which was fucking creepy. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and like, they like talk to certain people and lure them into the doors. And then they got these people called knockers and they're like, we're going to go into the doors and then we got a time limit and then we're going to come out of the doors. But I it like I'm, 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah, well, they said that they had to do a shorter run because the last team that went in, they didn't come back out. So, so they, they were, were trying still to, figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right, do 10 minutes this time. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't think that um, any amount of time that you spend in there, you're going to be able to come back from. Yeah, I I I wouldn't go in. Well, unless you walk Mm -hmm. through the doorway and then turn right around and walk out. Yeah. uh, But it might not let you leave. Like, we don't know what the fuck these things are capable of. No. Uh, Not for real. All I'm saying uh, is if I'm in class and the teacher answers the phone like that, and then leaves, and you remember how you could hear all the phones buzzing? Yeah. Airplanes flying over. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm getting my fucking phone back. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to wait. Right. It was, uh, it like was creepy. Back to the future, you know, we ain't waiting for prom. Yeah. It was creepy that that one showed up in the school, and they had that weird yeah. encounter we'll stand in the hall. It was talking yeah. to the girl. Yeah. Was trying to get, I think it wanted her to push them in. Well, she did. Yeah. Two of them got pushed in. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, like I said, the second story was about the knockers going into it. And then you kind of see where the door is like playing mind games. Yeah. Uh, based off of each individual person's like past experience, memories and, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty interesting, I thought. Uh, that it's using that shit against you. Um, and then the third story, the dude in the woods is communicating. He figured out a way to communicate with the door. Yeah. 
with an old um, switchboard. Yeah. He had been working on this shit for a minute, too. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, and then the very last story was the, you know, the radio or the podcast host that's been kind of narrating, not really narrating, but just been kind of popping in and out between stories. And you see him having an interview with this dude. And I don't this know dude, what that dude was. <laughs> I don't know. Did he come out of the door? I think I, he had to have, right? He was creepy. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was a very weird and situation. Then, then we see the podcast guy like get on the table and do weird shit. Like it was, it was really weird, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we find out that the aliens or whoever have sent them there to archive humanity, which is like so you're. It's a it, it's an extinction level event that is backing up memories and I guess personalities because when you know when the knockers went in, you had Drake and Josh. There was like three of him, yeah, and it was it was three different versions of him, but it was all part of his personality. Yeah, though. he was like, "It's hot. Why is he wearing long sleeve?" Like, all right, we'll yeah. shoot that one. Like, like it cashes in on the whole like these aliens are transdimensional. Yeah. Like, um which is funny. It's like it's like which I've never understood in sci-fi sci-fi movies where like like we have these <clears throat> this cutthroat race of aliens that are just like we're just going to like fuck the solar system s- save our day, you know, that type of shit. Mm-hmm. They but they're going to be so thoughtful enough to like archive. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's just it's like it's like when we when we when we put too much of like our element into something like because humans are the type of people that be like yeah let's go over this like plot of land and kill everybody on it then let's erect a memorial that said this used to be their land like what a what a what a fucking dick move you know yeah right um but I thought that the story was I thought that the way they execute it was very interesting. But at the same time, like it could have, like they could have explained it a little bit more. Yeah, and script needed a little work. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, well, furthermore, well, furthermore, these type of films where it's more like anthological instead of like a cut and dry start to finish story, they they tend to be kind of like hit and miss. Yeah. Very hit and miss because you could have a strong opening story and a fantastic ending, and that middle one can just be a goddamn slog, and you're just like, oh, yeah, oh why man, I... how much how much fucking longer does this shit have? You know, yeah, why why did I waste my time with all this? Um, it felt to me like um, they should have there should have been one more story in there, maybe like a finale type story where it kind of goes into what happened to humanity yeah dude the way it ended man was just like they were just trying to save money yeah right you know what i mean yeah. it was kind of you know that was kind of a cheap yeah. way to and this was like an hour and a half yeah they could have like, made it a little bit longer yeah well if would you think that maybe with a runtime 
do you do you think that if, like if the, if we had if we had an extra thirty minutes to an hour on standby with it, what do you think should have been used with it? Should it have been another story, or should that thirty minutes have been divvied out for like a greater context? What if you show it from the the perspective of like the aliens, the last one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I didn't like the way it kept it. Kept it, keep it vague as fuck the whole film. Yeah. And then when you get to that last one, just go off the rails. And it's like, this is from the aliens yeah. perspective. And like every scene is a, a question answer, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they could have uh, got rid of that last short story completely. Yes. Right? Uh, and that, cause that thing that went on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. So the I'm movie dude fucking orgasming in front of his computer while the other dude's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do your veins. Yeah. yeah. So if oh, you cut that speed, out, you know, if you cut that out, you've got like an hour and 10 minutes there. So realistically, they could have used a 30 minute short story for a uh, short film format and either um, showed it from the uh, aliens point of view or showed it from like a military, like a greater yeah. military, the point government. Of view. Yes. Uh, or if the, we're wading out in sci-fi territory, it could have just been like the perspective of like a more benevolent observant species. That's like, why the fuck is this race over in this? Like, why is this like species of aliens in this sector? And they start like, I don't know. Maybe that's too much for like the general audience, but like, well, you know, and that's what the guy, the, the door told the guy that there was going to be some kind of mass extinction. Yeah. And it wasn't them that's doing it. It wasn't them, right? He was telling him right. that there was going to be some kind of wipeout, so we're archiving because we know that you're going to be gone soon. Right. Well, like, yeah, like the watchers roll up and they're like, and we haven't had a chance to archive you yet. We think you're worth backing up. Yeah. So, would have well, liked I to mean, have had more of that with the door, the, yeah, you know. Yeah. I would. I would have enjoyed it more if it would have been. Uh if it had a finale, like if it was all wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. And I love stuff that's open-ended that is open for interpretation, but like, well, sometimes it just falls flat. Well, sometimes it doesn't need to be open-ended and vague because if you establish so much shit with just, just by the talking and the few things that you get through this, they kind of already lift the veil early in the movie. Shit's going on. Yeah. And so, you have a situation where it's like, all right, we, we, we've kind of revealed the workings of our movie's universe. Let's just not give an answer. And it doesn't work. Like when you keep that air of mystery throughout the whole film, then kind of go off on a, you know, it ain't over type of ending. Then I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and to me, if you're going to leave something like open-ended like that and open to interpretation, then do just a, a straight feature that's not broken up into different stories. And um, because you would have got more context, more information, because, I mean, from the kids, you didn't get any information yeah. other than the doors are there. We didn't get so to stay with anybody long enough to. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know that the film doesn't have any relatability to this one because it's just. You know, it's it's just in genre alone. But I think a movie that was able to reveal a lot but still be, like, creepy vague 
uh, was Aniara. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when we get to the last part of that film where it was like, you know, all right, you know, this happens, that happens, jump a little forward in time, this and that's happened, like, jump forward in time, that shit that you saw five minutes ago don't even fucking matter anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just to just... Yeah. Because by doing that and revealing little subtle shit, you're like, whoa, like... Like, yeah. like it, it, it it gets you creeped out at the thought of what was going on in the gap, you know? Right. And, and when you have and, that... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say your brain can fill in those moments because whenever it jumps between, you know, the power going off and everybody, everything kind of slummy and it shows them in the Mima or whatever it was called that was and it. their eyes were their eyes were all fucked up. Like, you can yeah. fill those gaps in with your own imagination as to Absolutely. what happened. And I think that's where suspense, uh, psychological terror, and just flat out horror. That's where that those that's when movies utilize that kind of device. That's when they're the most impactful. Because yeah. let's face it, we're all near and middle aged men. Like, there's not going to be a movie that we sit down and watch and we're like, oh god, that was terrifying. But the movies that are going to effectively hit the punch are the movies that you're going to fill in those blanks, and you're like, "Oh, what if they did that?" Like, like you you creep yourself out through through the the what if you know the the yeah. analyzing of it, you know. Well, yeah, because nothing's more terrifying than what you come up in your own head. Yeah, like you know, you have an open ended uh, segment in the movie, and you know. We, we could all be in agreement that it's like, man, that was creepy. It's because we all sat down and, and watched it differently. And what what conclusion Adam might have came up with could have been light years from mine, but we're still equally irked by it. Yeah, yeah. So on the whole, um, I thought it was decent. I thought, you know, the, everybody that was in it, the actors and actresses were great. The um, filmmaking was great. It was just, you know it left something to be desired. Yeah. Well, like um, a been there done. It, it, it was a been there done that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that it would have honestly, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think it would have worked better if it would have been, um, found footage. Oh yeah. Oh, or yeah. like you, you have it through like, inst- and it, it, that would be a cool way of doing found footage too, to where you're not, have it to where it's not necessarily like, you know, still have your little shaky cam to kind of let the, you know, visually represent that it's found footage, of course. But have it where it's like you're watching, like, imagine a Doom movie where you're not first person perspective, you're not Doom guy, but you're watching the movie and you're seeing the events of the hell shit opening up and you're you're only, you're learning it through the data logs. Like, like uh, another good example, like The Martian yeah, 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 yeah. The novel of The Martian. Like, you're getting this found footage or found log entry fucking adventure. This dude that went on this crazy fucking, you know, there and back again story. And it's through these logs. And then having like a, like just, you know, fucking like we were on this ship. This shit was going on. This thing happened. That guy got out. And this fucking evil shit is here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like. Well, and they could have used that idea of the knockers going through as like, think about this. It's found footage up until the point that you go through the door. And from the that point forward, it's no longer found footage. It's shot like a traditional film shot. 
yeah. and shows their experiences inside the door. Because if it's found footage, then more than likely you're not going to see everybody's face. Yeah. You're not going to know what everybody looks like. Every shot's not going to be perfect. Yeah. You're only going to see the, like the, you know, the honed in vision of whoever's the fucking camera user, you know? Yeah. So if, if they did it, if they would have done it that way, made it a little bit more long form and kind of focused on like the, the knockers, the team behind the knockers, um, like that core group of scientists that are like studying that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it would have been much more of an interesting film and probably would have got more across from it. Now, I mean, like I understand the artistic, you know, way that they went about it and it being short films and all this. And I can appreciate that, but just from like a pure pleasurable, you know, movie experience standpoint, it was just, it missed the mark. Yeah. So. Half star. Uh, yeah. I'm giving it a half star as well. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just, it needed more. I mean, and it's, an hour it's a and half star minutes. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if if you're if you're if you're if your flavor for the night is sci-fi, and you want to con- and you want to watch something that deals with the concept of like just shit opening up around Earth or whatever, just start season one of The Expanse. Yeah, I know you. I know you, you gentlemen may not have watched any of it yet, but Where season one deals. It? Season one deals with a similar a similar scenario where these these fucking big ass ring portals to other parts in space have opened up around earth and you know the you know they figure out their little do's and don'ts to the shit so right. well i mean that the trailer catfished us dude yeah we saw it. that trailer it was like what that smell like yeah then we watched it it was like oh okay well i mean we can still give kudos to the trailer because it did what the trailer is supposed to do make it seem interested and make you want to watch it yeah and that middle story was um, was incredible, and like the cinematography on that, like the when knockers. it shows them, yeah, the yeah, knockers. when they went in, yeah, that was good. That was cool the way it looked. And- yeah, well, even them walking up to the house where the door was, and it's like it looks like they're walking on an ocean, but it's yeah. not. You know, like just little subtle things like that made it look fucking incredible. But like, you when know, they looked down at that girl's face, and it was that. Weird, the door. Yeah, that weird shit coming off of it. It's like it almost looks like a magnet that's been ground up, and there's yeah, a piece yeah. of metal in front of it, and it's trying to reach it. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Like, but yeah, half star all half the star. way on that. Especially coming off of that, and watching the next movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. Let's get into this for a couple minutes here. Um. I mean, look, guys, after they did King of the Monsters, how could they top the Monsterverse? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I because similar, I had similar thoughts going in. Because, I mean, you see Godzilla fight all these titans yeah. that we all know, you know, and like your casual moviegoer is probably not going to know who Rodan and fucking Mothra and all these other people are, but like, you know, growing up on that shit, you're, I was super excited. And then it's like, they're building up to Godzilla versus Kong. They're really going to have to bring the thunder when well, they and, do this. And now we know where Kong has been all this time. The Dude, reason how, he wasn't in that movie is because they had him put up because they were worried that Godzilla would come after him. Yeah. Which is be one. 
it's a crazy idea, right? Yeah. Like he picks that tree up and pulls all them limbs off of it. And I'm like, is he fixing to go hunting? I thought he was like, going to use it as like a walking stick. I thought he was going to saw the high. Thing too, Adam. I you thought know? the same thing, man. You shout out to us. Well, the way the movie was starting, I was like, all right, we're going to get Kong fucking roaming the land for a minute. Fucking being like all is right with the world, you know? Yeah. And, and he chucks that motherfucker's he chucks that motherfucker straight Truman's show style at the fucking it sun, was the Truman you know? show. So he's been inside this thing for God knows how long. Did they I would ever say since the beginning of the the other movies, right? Because like that other movie took place when the Kong Skull Island in the seventies. Well, it would have to be since then, right? Or at least would, sometime since then. Whenever Godzilla came in. Yeah. They had to put Kong somewhere because it's like if we don't that's well, the girls said it. There's like if you know, if he gets if he gets out, Godzilla will come after him. And we already know he's a badass. Yeah. Well what, what it kinda it kinda made me when I was watching the movie, right? At least watching at the beginning, whenever they get him and stuff and they have him on the fucking boat and whatnot. It hard for some reason watching that and with the their use of uh you know how they use those old those old those classic songs while they're transporting Kong. Yeah, and well stuff, they had an Elvis was, one. When yeah, they were, I really when, liked well, that. I, like that. When, when I did that, I perked up, and it's funny you said that because I was like, "This is some Adam shit right here." Like <laughs> it was Elvis, dude. Like this is some Adam putting choice. some old ass fucking music over something crazy. You know, it did. How good um, did it look? But what oh, it made yeah. me think, though, it made me harken back to the end of Skull Island when when uh, John C. Riley's character's leaving, and he's singing "We'll Meet Again" by fucking Johnny Cash. Yeah, and it's like it gives more context to that because it's not necessarily that homeboy's leaving the island and he's getting back home and he's good, but in a sense of like I'm coming back and we're getting your ass. Yeah, yeah, like. But you know, so uh, and I say that to to like answer what we were the topic at hand. We were like, you know, we've had him this 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 for God knows how long in this facility, this containment room, and it's like, well, when they left, when Monarch left that out, when they left Skull Island the first time, they were like, well, we're gonna come back. So I assume they fucking got his ass. Uh, like he's got to have been in there for a long fucking time. Yeah. Well, like, where's like, I'm guessing that this that Godzilla not only showing up and and the Titans getting kind of uh, stir crazy and you know start coming out of the woodwork and all this kind of crazy shit, um, but it looked like that hurricane that surrounded Skull Island was on top of the island. Yeah, because when when they got ready to go and anytime anytime they left walk- that thing, I was gonna bring that up. Anytime they went outside. Yeah. It was raining like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, Always right. dark. It wouldn't be a CGI monster movie without that constant night rain sequence. Whenever they yeah. go in, uh, whenever they bring the man in black with them. Yeah. And they're wearing the damn tart. You know, they got the rain jackets. The they walk dog. in and it's like, oh, nice day. You know? Yeah. The ceiling's full of these holes. Where he's been punching holes in the damn thing. He's trying to get out, dude. Yeah. He told the little girl he won't go home. Well, he yeah. figured it out. He was like, this is bullshit. This ain't my fucking home because I can feel the fucking energy of my home calling to me. Yeah. Like, 
Come munching on that fish on that boat. Which one? Oh, one man. thing I really, one thing I, that I really liked was that, you know, every now and then we would like some, something would go down. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Like every now and then some shit would go down, and like for about a minute and a half, everybody's spitting just jargon. Like no, like we're not ex- we're not explaining any of this shit. We're just like, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna reverse the fucking polarity. And it's gonna you know. Like the magnets are gonna flip, like, and I love that they fucking did that. Like, fuck, fifteen minutes of yeah, fucking we're just logic going explaining. With it. Like, fuck you, dude. You're you're watching two like mon- you're watching a monster movie. Yeah, and I just I, I love that they that they didn't try to sit and pack a fucking hours worth of uh, exposition dialogue in the movie. Yeah, like they didn't have a love story going on with the bullshit. No, dude, it was um, nonstop. Yeah, it's like it just... did not, it did not let up, and I think that, uh, and, and and this is what I've done with this, 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 kaiju uh, verse, monster verse, whatever the fuck people are calling it. I've made a point to go in with no expectations with these movies. Yeah, and I have been, like, mine have been exceeded every fucking time. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like we're what four movies deep now. Yeah, yeah, and. I'd say successful franchise. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And it's nice having a blockbuster like this. It's really refreshing watching it and knowing that it's not based on something. Like it's based on characters, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's t- like. It's its own story. Uh, what? Yeah. What they've done in this American iteration of Godzilla, they've done. They finally did it right. They made a Western version of Godzilla. Without doing a rinse and repeat, without you know they, they they kept like they kept all they kept some of the check marks in place. Fan the look, service. He's got to be this walking mountain of a fucking lizard. Yeah. Uh, they made him have fucking powers. Which going to my previous uh comment that I was I was stating earlier though, with him not explaining everything, I love the fact that like when we when we get Kong into the Hollow Earth. And he gets his axe, which is which like is a fin of a fucking Godzilla creature or a Ghidorah yeah. or a God knows what. We don't know and they don't tell us. And it's that's fucking awesome. That's what it looked like. <laughs> I can't I, like it, like I know it sounds weird to be happy that they didn't explain shit to because I'm tired of movies doing that. Yeah. I like being able to sit there and watch that. And, you know, we can kind of interpret yeah. like and it's, it's like, kind of yeah. self-explanatory. Uh, Godzilla is the fucking king, man. Cause whenever the, the power up was going on and, you know, uh, Godzilla puts the APB out for fucking Kong and Kong gets the goddamn signal and it hits the fucking area. His, his shit glows. And then that fucking ring around his throne starts to glow up. It was that's a, a Godzilla. Fucking, that's, yeah. yeah. I noticed the head. I was, cause I was yep. trying to see like what the sim, it was at like first, curled it kinda, around it. I was like, I was like these motherfuckers take the elven from the, the elvish from the ring and fucking from Lord of the Rings and just put it around this dude's throne because <laughs> fucking movie. But that was the source <laughs> power. But yeah. I think what it is, and I and, and and they don't ever they don't ever go into that, but they do it through the fucking digital facting that they make these creatures do. And it's uh, it's basically like Godzilla. Godzilla is king of the goddamn monsters. Yeah. You're gonna bow to him. And he's gonna be the only motherfucker Kong would ever bow to. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't want to. Remember when the little girl was like, "Godzilla's not the enemy," 
and he looked well, over yeah. at Godzilla and he was like, <clears throat> like motherfucker. <laughs> he well, was still like, pissed well, about well, that well, shit. Well, it, yeah, but that's the thing. Kong is so goddamn badass. Godzilla was like, "You're going to the fucking Hollow Earth, dude." Yeah. Like you got fuck off to the whole other, like a whole other like side of the coin, dude. Like yeah, to a, almost another dimension. But we talked about Which, it before. It was like the damn Mecha Godzilla is going to show up. They're going to, you know, they're going to fight each other. We're going to get that, and then they're going to have to be friends. And that was only the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, the rest of the time they're just beating the shit out of each other. Like they fucked yeah. Hong Kong up, dude. Like yeah. this director knew what this movie needed to be, and and he he delivered. It was so awesome we got, that fight scene. We got we got a we got three fucking fight scenes. We got the fucking the fight at sea. That's so cool too. <laughs> the yeah. fucking the 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 round two, and then we got the fucking triple threat match. When I saw yeah. those helicopters taking his ass to Antarctica, I was like, "That ain't happening." You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? That ain't gonna work. Yeah. But anyway, um, so their their logic here was fucking incredible. Where it's like, we've got to get to the. Ho- I've been studying the Hollow Earth for like years. My brother went to the Hollow Earth and died. Yeah, he died trying to get into it. Yeah. Gravity crushed him. Yeah. So we're going to take Kong and drop him into the hollow earth. And we're going to follow his ass down there. We're going to let him be that stone that breaks to the, the power. Yeah. Yeah. With and, ships that we have no knowledge if they're going to fucking work. Cause yeah, we've never got, cause like that, that was one part that I was kind of like, man, they're a little fucking confident here. Yeah. Like, don't they know about the Titanic? And my question that, is, because that ship, that bitch was a bit of a smart ass. She was like, oh, they'll fucking work. Yeah. They were <laughs> like, doing some dirty shit, though, at their fight. Like, she got like, a, like, she ordered medium rare and got a well done, dude. She was like, this ain't, mm-mm. My, and my thing, too, is, like, if they don't know it, I mean, she's confident, yes, that it's going to work. But everybody else is like, this may or may not work. But we're bringing the girl. And it's like. Uh, what? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, talk girl. about unaccompanied minor the movie, dude. <laughs> yeah. For real, right? That little shit kept wriggling out of fucking, you know. They needed her, man, to get him in line. Like, which I mean, it's a nod to the OG fucking yeah. Toho movies, man. There's always someone uh, with some sort of like instead of it being like a woman, he creature, wants to like you know? be with. It's just this little girl that he's like. And Stranger Things girl didn't do shit this fucking movie. Can we just point out that she was merely there to promote Stranger Things? Did you notice how she put her hair back in the ponytail and it made her look like 11? Yeah. yeah. Like she looked bald, kind of like it was short. Like I'm sitting here, like I'm sitting here really trying to recall because I mean, I just, I mean, they did do something. You know, I mean, her and the the majority of the film was her, like, it was her being like. Well, it was yeah, it was her listening to podcasts. I thought it was like, cool how they worked on podcasts, like and screaming that Godzilla's not the enemy. And when those motherfuckers were done, she'd go yeah. to this other group and be like, "Godzilla's not the enemy." Well, here's the thing: what she didn't know was we got a new little girl. You know, yeah, and she can talk <laughs> she to one re- of them. So, yeah, she got recast. You know, um, it was the fights were fucking Epic. great. Yes, which is all that we, all that I wanted out of it was just some badass Godzilla Kong fights, you know, and then um, 
the like the hollow earth thing was so ridiculous that and was, it's like okay yeah first of all like but how, this is the perfect movie to use that yeah. as a plot device exactly. what was so cool yeah. man was there was two there was the you know like when you look up there was a whole nother like you know and he went to that one spot where you could jump up to it and then like, when you jump you switch across and the gravity switches that, yeah. That was a badass shot when he's fucking when Kong's doing the when he's when he's doing the the chest beating, and it's the the wide shot where you see the stones that are trapped that are deadlocked, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you see that wide shot of of top and bottom, man. That was that was cool. Though, like Chris Nolan ain't got shit on Hollow Earth. Well, you know? and then right there in that spot, there was the 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 Kong hand, you know, whatever his race would be called, his species, like. The hand that was pointing right there, and he was like, "Okay, I can jump across here." Yeah, well, like yeah. And, and just imagery alone, they they relayed to the audience that the the Kong species and like pretty much all of these titans, they were all, they had they were on some level of intelligence. Yeah, like yeah. they, and I thought that was badass that they went there with lore stuff and everything. Yeah, and speaking of Nolan, man. Let's talk about this warp scene to the fucking Hollow Earth. Yeah, that was how cool. badass yeah. that shit was. I like the way it would. It went straight two thousand one. Yeah, you know how when they would come out, how it would stretch out like a string. Yeah, and then they yeah. just popped out of it. Like I was waiting for the Doctor Who theme to kick in. Like I was waiting. That dude was screaming. Ah, like like that whole. That whole that whole lead up to and execution of that scene was was cool. Yeah, like even though humans were just the the fodder for this battle that went on throughout the movie, it was interesting how the direct the, the stuff the director had him do and man had to make the human perspective relevant. Yeah, was uh, was was cool. Whenever dude hopped, remember when the ship was going under, and I was like, oh shit. Speaking of Titanic, you know, yeah, dude right. hopped in there and he was swimming up, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna free him! He's gonna free him!" And when he hit that thing and those chains came off, I went, "Yes, bitch!" You know, <laughs> oh, I yeah. was like, "Ooh, I was pumped." There I were several myself, times where I got loud. Like I felt myself rooting for Kong at moments because yeah. I was Godzilla all the way out. Because part of me was like, "Dude, like." They, like he ain't fucking going evil. Like it's gonna be some bullshit, and and the whole thing, and like the way they implemented Mecha Godzilla was cool. But yeah. I thought it was I thought it was funny how we had Mecha Godzilla, and then we had empty black room with skull with wi- skull connected by wires that go to nowhere, and that's all we get of like that's how it works. Yeah. Like, I like how instead like of the was fu- that was funny, dude. It was like it's wired in. Like there's no like there was no thing where you know like pouring alcohol saved the day. Yeah, let's point that out to too. The computer. <laughs> when in doubt, drink it out. Like yeah. code red, spill. We got to spill. <laughs> um, but but uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. When they were um, like the what was the company called? Apex. Apex. So I like how instead of like Apex being the bad guy, whenever this thing got the new element was supercharged, like it just, it was like it knew what it was. It was on its own. It was like, no, 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 I'm in charge now. I kind of like how they did that. Well, it was like it, 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 
I mean, that power was can, just too we, strong. We can we can say that like the final fight was straight up Batman v Superman again. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love that it's the same flavor, same things, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, but uh, but like you know, like like you're saying, Adam, like it, like you know, Lex thought making Doomsday, he'd control it. Yeah, he lost control of that shit quick. Yeah, yeah, when that thing turned and looked at him, I was like, that other guy's not driving that anymore. He's having a seizure. Yeah, oh, dude, when it, yeah, it shows fucking going green mile and that shit, like, uh, yeah. you know. And uh, no, but yeah, when he went rogue, uh, I love that they were generous with the fucking laser breath because, like, Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla were fucking wrecking shit this whole yeah. goddamn movie. Yeah, well, remember when that in that fight where they were in the Hong Kong. And every time Godzilla would try to open his mouth, Kong was like, uh-uh. He would just grab it and oh, hold yeah, it. Uh-uh, Punch oh, him yeah, in the face. And he was cool. doing those ha- fucking haymakers, dude. Yeah. When he would take his arm back and swing it, how long it took, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude, they beat the shit out of each other, dude. Well, he just had to let him know. He's like, I get it. You're friendly. People like you. Obviously, the humans like you because they brought you here. Yeah, and he's like, I kind of fuck with them sometimes. <laughs> Depends on what's going on. But I like to tear their skyscrapers down. Okay, yeah, so. I mean the city gets in the way. Just yeah, yeah, yeah the city is <laughs> in the way of my love for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did think it was kind of cool, like you know the the post credit scene or whatever you want to call it was uh for king of the monsters was um oh fucking lannister yeah getting the Ghidorah head yeah and so they they get the Ghidorah head and they're using the the Ghidorah head to power or somewhat control the mecha godzilla right it reminded me of uh what you call it pacific rim yeah when that guy was in he had to pair with it yeah, you're right. It had to. They had to have a drift. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, it ended up being like Ghidorah round two. Yeah. What if and it was really like? What if it had nothing to do with it? They just wanted to use that as a cockpit because it looked cool. I mean, that I'm was just, just I'm a just, bonus. I'm just kidding, but yeah. I mean, the way they did Mechagodzilla, man, dude, he was badass, man. Somebody let Spielberg or let someone get funded by Spielberg and let his CGI team do it. Can we get like, like I love, I love Pacific Rim. Like the first one was great. But like they said, it was eventually going to tie into my goddamn Gundam movie already. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. He was badass though. Like it took both of them to take him down. Because he had some like crazy. Laser cutter, yeah, like his shit wasn't no joke. No, dude. I mean, this movie is the product of what happens when the only people who can work on your film is your CGI team, because those fight scenes were fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and it looked that that shit looked like it took a lot of man hours. It looked real. Like, like all the subtle movements of Mechagodzilla. Whenever he would like, whenever he was going to do like a heavy move or something, when he would do that thing with his spine, you'd see all them. All yeah, you'd see all them fucking engines firing, fucking just yeah, dude. Like all that that little shit. Like there's a there's a dude that sat there and fucking fucked with that. What if it did this right before he did a you know? 
like you could see it charge up his tail, like come up his back to his head. Yeah. Like keep like when they when it's like they're like, dude, it's Mecha Godzilla. Everything is a fucking machine on him. That one like, guy looked up and he went, "It's Godzilla," and he went, "No, it's Mecha Godzilla." <laughs> I thought that was funny because you always got to have that guy that's like, "It's Godzilla." He was like, "No, no, it's maybe, Mecha Godzilla." I mean, I, I mean, dude, like I said, this the, I feel like the people knew what kind of movie this needed to be oh, yeah. and it and it shows in the writing like it knows what kind of movie it is yeah and it's 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 one of the best of the of the out of the three and dude king of the monsters i don't know how that was gonna be topped but they managed to do it the story for this to me was more was more engaging because well, the other because in King of the Monsters, man, it's just that classic like, you know, everyone's gonna fight and the last man standing, yeah. you know. Well, here was the difference: they brought Kong in, yeah, and that Skull Island movie was just so good too. Like, you like the Kong character, yeah, you know, you kind of care about him, like, yeah. So they brought I mean, him they in, even, and it's like, oh shit, you did even, top it. They even gave him like his own like nod to his iconography too, like. The sequence when uh, I think it's during the 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 Mecha Godzilla fight uh, when one of the skyscrapers Kong is on is trying to climb. Yeah. It looks like an Empire State Building. Yeah. He's running up it while it's fucking top. Oh, he was up there hanging shit. on it. Yeah, yeah I, I was, was like, cool. that's fucking cool, dude. It's cool that like you could see all all the little tributes to the stuff while still being its own thing. Did you notice yeah. that one spot where Godzilla fucked Kong up like bad? And it cuts yeah. to it does a close up on Godzilla and he like smiles. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that motherfucker's smiling, dude. He's <laughs> loving it. Yeah. He just had to let him know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm the baddest. I I read a pretty interesting article earlier that was saying that um one of the things that they um you know that when they got the license to Godzilla, they were not they they couldn't make um facial expressions with Godzilla, right? Is that the rule? Yeah, that that was one of the rules that Toho put in place for them to use uh, Godzilla. Okay. And he couldn't give, like, frank uh, facial expressions. Mm -hmm. And they said that they found ways around that by having him react in specific kind of ways and things like that. But they could do whatever they wanted to with Kong. Oh, and And they they did. Yeah, and they use that to their advantage. So, like in King of the Monsters, how they would cut back and forth between the monsters fighting and then the people yeah. explaining the the emotion behind yeah. whatever you know, they could just cut to Kong and you could read everything on yeah. his face. Um, and they were so happy that they were able to do that with Kong, um, since they weren't allowed to do that with Godzilla and some of the other to- Toho characters. Uh, that, that really streamlined all of the big fight sequences. Yeah, and it did. I mean, you it could see the fear it. in his eyes, or the or the anger. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, I like those scenes too, man. There was it, they did it at least twice, if not three times, where something was flying by his head, like one of those ships was flying past his head, and his mouth was open with his teeth, and he was like, Ugh, you know. Yeah, and I was like, that's badass, dude. Right. Oh, it looks so good. Or when he would like get real close and look in how real did his fucking eyes look like i know right like you know we're finally there man where it doesn't look dead yeah the cgi like 
And the way that they were moving around, like someone had to wear a damn suit and they had yeah. to track those movements or something because it just looked real. Especially Kong, man. Like he. When they were fighting yeah. in the damn city, that they fucked Hong Kong up. Now, let me ask you is that hole just always going to be there? Uh, I mean, it goes all the way to the center of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, be an issue. They're going to have whenever, to fill it with dirt. Whenever they came out of it at the end, when he crawled back out, some stiff stuff did fall on it. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end, you see him and he's back there. Yeah. You know, because that's home. I think he just well, dropped we, through. Well, I like that story, though, that now that's where they have, all came from. Well, now we have this, uh, we have a comparison thing now of knowing just how strong Godzilla's blast is. Like, it can blow a fucking hole through the earth. Well, he was doing it, but the other one was doing it, too. <laughs> it was coming from both sides. Yeah, yeah. The one was shooting up from where Kong was at, and Godzilla was like, Beacon? You know? And, it, <laughs> and he met it in the middle. He and he looked the down there and he, he was like, the end bitch. quick. Dude, when he looked down that hole and you could see Godzilla, I mean, King Kong down there, and he was like, and just went up after him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, he was oh, like, get shit. your bitch ass up here. He's like, I got a weapon like, now, motherfucker. Yeah. Let's yeah. fuck this city up. <laughs> I'm going to pick a building up and hit you with it. Yeah. I loved it, man. I thought it was fantastic. Old star. It was. Oh, dude, it was just, it was a fucking, to quote Adam, it was a silly goose time, dude. Like, yeah. And then again, fuck the city, save the day. Yeah, for real. Cause dude, Mechagodzilla would have fucked everything. He was man. Yeah. Like what they did was already bad enough. Yeah. And then when he showed up, he would do that beam dude and just cut 18 buildings down. Just Yeah. No fucks. Well, what's going to be incredible is if. He's able to do one more fucking movie. I think there'll be another one. Right? I mean, they could they could straight up tell this fucking story of Godzilla, man. And the way they're going, they could do it and have like two or three more films. And now he's got backup. Because yeah. we've got Mecha Godzilla. Now all we gotta do is deal with Space Godzilla, Mecha Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah, people like, are shit not gets stop. off the rails, man. There's always going to be a bad guy out there. I'm uh, if they if they do decide to do more, if they you know go from this because they don't know how long they're going to have the license to use Godzilla and those characters, right? Yeah. So we've got Kong. Uh, that we could continue on with. Um, and God knows what's in the hollow earth that's going to try to fuck on him since there's been a absence of that species for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would like to see him do is just take Godzilla and go with it. Take Kong and go with it. And then only have them like meet back up or pair back up when shit is yeah. beyond fuck. You know, it's you re- when you really need him. Yes. Yeah. The humans are like, we got to get Kong up here. Yeah. Open that. We got to tell portal. him. Yeah. Godzilla needs help. Uh, yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, 
whatever they decide to do is fine. And if they decide to leave it here and this be the end of it, I'm fine with that. That's fine, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I would like more Godzilla. I would like yeah. more King Kong. Well, they finally but figured I, it out. Yeah. So you hate well, to see it, you know, I mean, go away. Well, the like, whole thing. Well, what's, what's awesome is that, like you're saying, they still have Kong and Kong has proven to be a hit. Yeah. When yeah. used in this kind of context. And so they could continue, like, say, say the next film, they're like, hey, this is the last movie that Godzilla can show up in. They could still reference him. They could still, you know, he's established in the lore, but they can, in theory, kill off Godzilla now in the story. Yeah. And Kong can step up to the plate and be the American monster verse. Yeah. King of the monsters, you know? And I'm cool with it, man. And have it to where it's like, like something okay, kills like him. Kong became the su- the successor to Godzilla. And Kong takes it personal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm happy with what they've been able to do with the monster verse. I'm glad that they got people in there, kind of like Marvel, that cared about the character, cared about telling the story, and executed it perfectly, in my opinion. We finally got a great set of movies. Yeah, I mean... Nobody's ever been able to do King Kong right. No, not like that. Not not in America. No. Not from the classic weird romance story that yeah. it was, you know, originally, you know? Like, yeah. making Kong now an action-adventure fantasy character. A badass. Which is probably what people... Like, what he... I mean, I'm, I know that that's what they wanted to depict them as from the get-go, I guess, but they really revved up the, you know, a lot of those characteristics a little more in this go, and I think it was very successful. Well, you know, like yeah. in some of the older stuff, you know what I'm talking, the really old King Kong, it's just kind of a dumb monkey. You know what I mean? Right. He's just fucking shit up, beating his chest. Like, you know, this one, like, they show how smart he is. Like, it's different. Yeah. He could communicate. Yeah. Which was a great way of establishing communication yeah. and making Kong have like have it to where people can understand what the fuck's going on in the movie in yeah. some shape or form. But, you know, still base it on, you know, the concept that like how we how we train gorillas to It's proven, yeah, out. that they can communicate with sign language. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to skip over the fact that he used one of those ships as a defib? Oh my God. <laughs> he straight defib did, him. but that was crazy. It was. Randall Flagg was like, I got an idea. Yeah. She called, He's he like, was like, You don't worry. He was like, You are, you know, coward. And she looked yeah. at her mom and it was like, Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a callback. <laughs> But um, no, nah, man, it was it's great. And then using the ship as the defib, I was just like, I mean, Whatever. it would have it supercharged his ass by far. Yeah, you know, when what he I mean? opened like, his eyes, he went, I you mean, know? yeah. I think it gets the real estate coveted golden Kong axe. Yes, yeah. for oh, yeah. sure. I think we gave Godzilla or King of the Monsters the coveted Godzilla roar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the golden Godzilla. I think we did that. Um, and yeah. it got a tail swoop. Yeah, for sure. That fight um, on those ships was fucking. It was ridiculous. badass, dude. 
And I Khan mean, dude, running across, like jumping yeah. between. Yeah. I mean, considering most blockbusters these days and most popcorn films these days are accompanied by the Marvel title card, which no beef on that, but it is what it is. It's badass that a popcorn movie can still, you know, yeah. like there's still hope for it. Yeah. And it not be tied to superhero stuff, which we, we I mean, it, we have it hard, hard print, like clear audio that we all love that shit. But, you know, it's it the, the genre and, and the whole concept of the movie experience, you know, with the big set pieces explosion, the whole blockbuster, you know, the whole kit and caboodle for that shit. And it's just nice that it can still happen and it not, you know, there's still, it can, it can still be done yeah. and still be like impressive. It's not a man, we've already seen this or, you know, it's not some disaster movie or a meteor is going to strike the earth. So let's make sure these people live out their lives for 90 minutes. Yeah. There's still hope. Yeah. Well, do y'all want to hit a, a quick little segment of movie news before we leave yeah. that topic? So Godzilla versus Kong out earns Wonder Woman 1984 at the box office in just five days. Damn. So safe to say Godzilla versus Kong is a big hit, especially by pandemic standards. Warner Warner Bros, who co-financed the movie with Legendary, is undoubtedly happy with the results. To illustrate just how well the movie has done so far, the latest entry in the MonsterVerse has already surpassed Wonder Woman 1984, both in the U.S. and and internationally at the box office. This, among other things, illustrates just how vastly improved the situation with movie theater it, theaters is now compared to December. Godzilla vs. Kong, as of this writing, has earned just shy of $300 million worldwide. It will likely surpass that milestone by tomorrow if it hasn't already. That includes a whopping $32.2 million opening weekend in the U.S. with a five-day opening total of $48.5 million. That was, by a mile, the best debut since theaters closed throughout much of the world last March as health and safety concerns became prevalent. Wonder Woman 1984, meanwhile, topped out at $46.1 million domestically after making its debut in December. The DC Comics adaptation did not do particularly well overseas, taking in just $120 million for a global total of $166.1 million. This is in some ways apples to oranges. Wonder Woman 1984 was contending with fewer theaters being open for one. They are all, they're also radically different movies. One a superhero sequel, blah, blah, blah. Um, it says they were both released in theaters and on HBO Max in the U.S. on the same day, so viewers had the option to watch them both at home. Critical reception is also worth looking at. Godzilla vs. Kong, directed by Adam. Wingard currently holds a 75% critical approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It is accompanied by a stellar 93% audience score. Director Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984, on the other hand, didn't fare as well. Gal Gadot's solo DC sequel holds a 59% critic rating to go with a 74% audience score. That, coupled with more movie theaters being open and conditions improving helped push the follow-up to 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters to a monstrous box office debut. Good. I agree with that. I'm glad that they that it did better than yeah. that fucking terrible Wonder Woman of course it movie, did. dude. 
That... I bet you had outstreamed it too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I just, you know, whenever you were hitting on that stuff, Trav, I wanted to just go ahead and throw that in there because, hey, man, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like it's always been kind of jokey, right? Just the same way that superhero movies has always been kind of jokey to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, but whenever the filmmakers and the actors and actresses and the writers involved with it take it seriously, yeah. then the audience has no choice but to take it seriously. And whether the story makes 100% teetotal sense from a scientific standpoint all the way down to like common knowledge, or if it's just this fantastical story about a giant monkey and a giant yeah. lizard fighting each other, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter, you know? So it's like, it came out on top. You had people put in place that gave a shit about the movie, that had a story that they wanted to tell that was interesting enough to get made, and look what happened. Uh, movies that I able... will watch over again. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, the entire franchise so far is worth watching. The solo Godzilla and solo Kong yeah. movies are worth their worth their weight as individual films. Yeah. But the past two kaiju movies that have come out have been the movies that a lot Epic. of a lot of fans have been wanting for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, because we so. always got the standalones, the standalone like Kong movie or, you know, Godzilla movie. You just never got them all meeting together and fighting the big bad and the heavy. Like, yeah, finally got that. I will say this. The MonsterVerse has saved the disaster film genre. Yeah, for sure. Because that's low key what these movies are. They're disaster films. But with just a little more going on in the ridiculous department. Yeah. Yeah. Not just an earthquake in the rock. Well not every yeah. well, not every movie's gotta be directed by Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Where the world gets destroyed. Or fucking um Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah. You know. So But yeah, I give it a full star, full man. Star. I really enjoyed it. And whatever they decide to do, I'm fine with. Like I said, it would be nice to have more films. Um, it would be nice for them to expand on the monster verse and all that good stuff. But if they don't, or they can't, and I don't see why they couldn't making that kind of money. Yeah. Um, they'll work something out. Yeah. But you know, what would be interesting in my opinion, if they could do it, if HBO max would allow them and give them the budget to do it is give us Mona, uh, Monarch, right. And give us a, eight episode series Ooh. where where they're researching this new tech oh yeah. okay yeah this this new you know creature yeah that has been laying dormant for so long uh and like just go deep and as crazy with it as you want to whether it's in the hollow earth or if it's on regular ass earth or whatever and just go as deep and and as crazy with it as you want to and then build off of that to make your hour and a half to two hour long film because you could cover a lot of stuff in eight hours yeah. on a television show. Well, if you want like, well, if they could, if they could go the route of bringing in like extraterrestrial shit. Now, I was going to say it could, it, maybe not even on earth. Yeah. Well, if they found something on the moon or yeah. And they're like, it's going to wake well, up. Well, you know, they can go into the idea that, you know, there was some shit that struck the earth and that's what created these 
the monsters, the the titans, kaijus, whatever you want, whatever term suits your. The reason they survived is because they were in the Hollow Earth. Yeah, when the rest of the you know like dinosaurs and shit were wiped out. Yeah, but have it to where Monarch is is discovering stuff where you know shits landed on the Earth and it's kind of helped kind of make what's been going on and. Then have another, you know, our next big movie where it starts with like a time gap and like, why do we have mech suits? Well, you know, there's a show. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that if they tied that in, if there was a way for Del Toro to become back, you know, back associated with the Pacific Rim stuff um, mm. and and tie that into it as well, because we've already got the precursor to what Pacific Rim is. Yeah. And Godzilla versus Kong with the Ghidorah skull. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with them trying to build yeah. Godzilla. That's the stepping stone to get to the Jaegers. So. I mean, that's I what Godzilla was. Yeah. Pretty much a Jaeger. a Jaeger. Yeah. That was just modeled after our King of the Monsters. Yeah. So. Oh, shit, man. This is just a. Uh stupid epiphany but so we have the hollow earth established right Mm -hmm. and there's this weird dimensional like like you can't just keep digging to get to it like you eventually hit this part where shit gets weird well what if that implodes and that's how we get the realm that the kaiju are coming out of in the future with the Jaegers and everything. <clears throat> yeah. Well, remember, like, in Pacific Rim, there was, like, a doorway to these aliens that were sending shit through, right? Yeah. I mean, it might... Now, granted, it might cause some retconning that, you know, will be in order. But they could totally link the franchise together, man. Well, they yeah, could have it to where the, the, the... It was supposed to be. They were supposed to just, link, work it into it at some point. And, it w- and realistically, it wouldn't be hard to do something like that because think about it. The Hollow Earth exists now. The Hollow Earth did not exist whenever they were doing, um, what you call it, Pacific Rim. But who's to say that like something doesn't happen because like King Ghidorah was from space right he was like Mm -hmm. an alien that showed up on earth okay so who's to say that they didn't take look at what is on the hollow earth and if you take what's on the hollow earth even just the little flying like um centipede looking things that we saw if you take that and you splice it with alien dna yeah and make it much bigger then what do you have so who's to say that Kong and everybody else didn't get ran out of the hollow earth. And like, yes, it's a, it's a dimensional link between two different realities or two different planets, but they use the hollow earth as basically a factory to make. Yeah. Or, or dude, they could even since, since the whole since, since general audiences are well, are well ingrained with a multiverse now from all the different ways they do it in shows like fringe and, you know, uh, all the CW shit and just, you know, everything at large, really. Yeah. It could be like you find out that by going to the hollow earth, 
you're going to another earth that exists in the same point in time on a different universe. Yeah. Like, you know, you're stepping over, but it's, I mean, they could do a whole lot with that. And I would be okay if they used something that was a little less focused, a little less focused on the, the, the Kaiju and the monsters and focused a little bit more on like, humanity and humans and use that as the driving force for what could be the next big thing that happens in the monster verse we'll have and, a we'll have a world building movie like a transitional world build like yeah these care these creatures might show up in things but have it to where it's like you know shit starts going wrong and it's like why isn't godzilla responding and it's just because it's a different type of energy or something you know yeah, he doesn't respond to it because he doesn't sense it or recognize it. Yeah, so Godzilla's friend. dormant. Kong's fucking chilling on his throne. He don't. He's not sensing it either. I mean, and then that could show, like, I mean, in Pacific Rim, you the only kaiju's that you had was the the bad kaiju's or the evil kaiju's. It's like, okay, so if you tie those two together, then like, what happened to Godzilla? What happened to Kong? They obviously had to die at some point. So, like, yeah. as bad as I would hate to see that film, but I also want to see that film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, like, well, I mean, dude, they could they could even have it to where where Kong and Godzilla reside is so far away from where these rifts in the universe are that the signal doesn't reach them. Yeah, because it's not of the same frequency as whatever the fuck is on, like, actually established on Earth. Yeah. They could do so much with the MonsterVerse. And since they've got HBO Max and all this other stuff now, they could really take advantage of that and like run with it. And mm-hmm. I and that would be incredible. Like that's that's what a streaming service is for. It's basically for establishing new IPs and then expanding on existing IPs, right? So just expand on it. Why not? I mean, we had an animated Godzilla series for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, come on. Full star. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about Zemo. Yeah, that was cool. How oh, Zemo. These last two episodes are good, huh? Yeah, they were really good. They were really. So, in the, in the pre, not this past episode, but the episode last before, um, we see more of like the the group of people, the little the girl and her little cronies. Black Smashers. Yeah, yeah. We see a little bit more of them kind of moving around and like being pawns and doing yeah. all this kind of stuff. But we also find out that like they have a, a version of the Super Soldier Serum. Yeah. And Falcon and Winter Soldier come to the. Uh, realization that the only person that can help them out in this situation is the main man himself, Mr. Baron Zemo. Yeah. Yeah. That was in the the second episode. Well, was that the fourth? We're on episode three. Three. Okay. So in the, in the second one, um, they go and fight them. And this is when, um, the new captain America and his buddy show up and they're like, they show up on that helicopter and he's like, you made a big mistake, you know? Yeah. Well, well, for the most part in that second episode, they try to establish that this dude 
wants to like he he really wants to try to live up to he Steve does, Rogers' standards. But, but I we think, see the crack. We see the I, crack yeah. At the end in. of the other one, he's like, "Well, we're just gonna do it anyway." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. he's gonna get in trouble. He's gonna do some bad shit." I mean, I mean, the audience knows that this guy's not gonna stay in no. this role. Um, Bucky's like, "I'll take the damn shield myself." Yeah, but I think it's you. I think it's interesting that they're 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 making the long walk to that point at least interesting. They're making this dude kind of you know they're giving him enough yeah. character development that the new Captain America was it like, John John what John, John Walker John Walker like a real generic name a all American name yeah. played football you know Walker Texas uh, they said he's real smart. He's not like superhuman strength, but he's pretty strong. Yeah. He did it. And he uses guns. Yeah. Which is a big, <laughs> to me, it's like, mm. yeah. When he pulled that gun out, I'm like, Captain America. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. unless he's fighting Nazis, he would never pull yeah. a gun. You know what I mean? Unless like, he's in a war. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene was cool, though, after the little skirmish they had when they're walking down the road and they pull up and he's like, all right, here's what we know. He's trying to be all like, buddy buddy with them you know like all right let's get down to brass tacks here and they're like fuck you man yeah we ain't got to help you do shit yeah gone we can do this ourselves. and then second episode third episode he shows up gets them out of jail there's a warrant for your arrest it's like what yeah he gets he them out them. it's like yeah but it was cool like oh, so oh, how many times in that episode get... did y'all think so that get... zemo was going bad on them Oh, every second. Yeah, when he oh, picked that oh, pistol wait, up, I was like, "Oh man, cross. yeah." I mean, it's gotta happen, right? Yeah, but well, but one thing, uh, one thing too is we got the revelation that uh, there was another person successfully, uh, you know, given the super soldier serum uh, yeah. post Steve Rogers. Yeah. yeah, this black dude from. Oh yeah, Queen, when they know, go to his house, Chicago. he's like, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, yeah. He's like, and I didn't get, what, I didn't, they didn't praise me. They didn't fucking have praise for me. Yeah. It's like, damn. And they, and, and he said that, you know, that whenever he got back, he was basically a lab rat for many years. Yeah. Um, and we come to find out that like they took his DNA and the way that I interpreted it was they took his DNA as opposed to Steve Rogers DNA and used that DNA to, um, basically decode what the super soldier serum actually yeah. is. He's patient. That's zero. how I, yeah, that's how I took it because I'm guessing that they either didn't have Steve Rogers blood or they were unable to, you know, find the traces of the super soldier. I don't know. Yeah. But that, that's how I went. That's how I went into it and kind of went under the, uh, the assumption of that, which is very interesting because like, yeah, he like, <clears throat> Everybody knows that that Captain America and the Super Soldier Serum, like, it's different for Steve Rogers, right? Uh Because, like, him taking the Super Soldier Serum and him becoming who he became, it had a lot to do with not only, like, his willingness to accept it, but also, like, you know, his personality. His personality. He was a little shrimp, like, yeah, you know, nobody. Yeah. And uh, he was the perfect person to receive the super soldier serum and his body took to it. And that's why he became who he became. 
So who's to know how the super soldier serum affected this other guy? Yeah. And, and what, because like most people, whenever they had the super soldier serum injected, it either like killed them yeah. or they went crazy or some, they well, had some remember, kind of really adverse side effect to it. Right. Well, if you, well, if you remember the whole concept of, of, of Captain America is that Steve, everything like, and it's, it's what Peggy Carter exp- or the doctor explained. It's either Peggy or the doctor explains it to him in the first Avenger where I think it's the doctor they're having, they're taking us, they're having that drink before the day he goes in and, and gets the serum. He says, everything that makes you, you, you're just going to get a lot more of. Yeah. That's, you know, the whole concept that, that cap can, can do it all day. Like he can fight yeah. all day. Uh, yeah. the, 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 and, and it even harkens back to pretty much the, 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 the defining moment of of captain america and it's the scene in basic training before he gets the serum where he jumps on the fucking grenade yeah yeah no questions asked without skipping a beat he does it the whole like that defines him as a hero throughout the, the entire mcu storyline yeah. all the way through the infinity saga that reminds yeah. me of when that guy said he's like you probably have never jumped on a grenade he's like actually i've jumped on three it's this thing i do with my helmet it's reinforced still it, it doesn't matter yeah. Like, okay. the, the whole thing is that, like, you know, no one is going to replace Captain America. No Never. one can. Yeah. Because there's only one Steve Rogers, and they've def- they, they've made that point abundantly clear throughout the entire Marvel universe. Yeah. So, so it's going to be interesting to see how he gets outed, though. I like well, how they brought him in, though, because the trailer had none of that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even know that was a thing until episode, at the end of episode one. We're like, "What?" So that was cool, nice little, you know, surprise. Yeah, and that brings uh, Bucky and uh, what's his name? Hawk. What's his name? Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only uh, reason I'm the only the only reason fam. I'm so on, on point with this Captain America shit with the MCU right now is because the. Uh, the last time I watched the uh, the Infinity Saga, I did it through the, I, the. There was this website where people were posting. I think I think I dropped it on the pod one night. I think yeah, we talked but it's, about it. It's different ways to watch the MCU now. Yeah. Now that we've got a, a beginning and an end, pretty much. Uh, and I watched it through the perspective of Captain America. That was the the last time I watched all the movies. And, uh, so yeah, that's why I was like, yeah, because this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like it's still fresh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my thing is, is like the doctor, whenever they approached the doctor that had recreated super soldier serum, he said that he went into the, the stream, uh, found the super soldier serum, refined it down, figured out how it worked. better. And then made it better. Yeah. So my thing is, is like the first thing that I immediately thought was, okay, this is going to target a specific genetic mutation that's going to happen to people when they take it. Uh-huh. That was that was my first assumption because I've seen, <clears throat> and I haven't read any of them, but I've seen a lot of articles online where this last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier had a lot of implications that lean toward the uh, X-Men and the mutants, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, my first thought whenever I was watching it was like, okay, if if he's injecting these people with this stuff that's that's mutating them, 
Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what happened to Captain America. Yes. His genetics mutated, right? He's a mutant. Yes. So well, if this, I'm sorry. Well, if this targets one specific thing in that's lying dormant within your body and making that come alive and giving you some because we don't know if it like okay, the girl has taken the super soldier serum and she's very strong. Yeah. And then a couple of other people have taken that serum and they're very strong. But what if somebody else takes it and it does something different to their, their genetic makeup? Yeah. Well, hear me out. And this is probably a long shot, but what if that is Ross gets it and we get red Hulk? No, I'm fine with that because this is why I don't think Zemo is going to turn bad. So last Tuesday night, we were talking about the Suicide Squad trailer, right? Mm-hmm. And then Corey said something about, well, what's the Marvel equivalent of the Suicide Squad? And it's called the Thunderbolts, right? Yeah. I believe that's the name. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Zemo's in the Thunderbolts, uh, Red Hulk has associated with the thunderbolts and i said well think about it what if like what if ross gets you know the super soldier serum or something similar to that and he basically becomes red hulk i could have been i could have been bleeding the comics over into the movies or vice versa but i believe there's a moment between banner and ross in one of the later avenger films where they they bring up the idea that Ross had Banner working on a super soldier serum, trying to replicate Captain America's shit. So right. even Bruce Banner is aware that 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 serum is still trying to be created, and he's actually worked on it. Yeah. And if they decided, I think that the Thunderbolts would be a fantastic Disney Plus series. Yeah where they take the idea of like the suicide squad where you have a bunch of villains and it would be amazing if they took, all right, you've already got Zemo, which is a great villain. That's still like him. You've got got Ross who they can give the the serum to or whatever to, and that could cause him to de-age to an extent. And you could recast that character because the guy that played general Ross is very old now. Right. Uh Yeah. It's William Hurt. Yeah, very old now. <laughs> so like you could you could use that as a way to recast him and he's the one that ties this group of fuck ups with the military. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And have them, you know, do these missions. You could also tie it into where like, you know, several other villains could be a part of this. Like maybe isn't there, or isn't there a run where Venom is with them? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is, yeah. That makes sense, so, um, though, man, because it's like in Suicide Squad, they're like, you want to stay out of jail? Mm-hmm. Do these missions. Well, and and Zemo, what, regardless of how the story goes, he's too good of a character in my oh, opinion he's good, for dude. him to, yeah, for yeah. him to just be a throwaway. He's Falcon. a good mustache twirling villain. Like, he's yeah, good he's at being pesky and constantly just, like, they think they got him and he fucking gets away, but they still stop what he was fucking doing. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love the guy that is, that plays Zemo. Yeah. I've loved him ever since I saw him in Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. He is incredible. And I hope that I love his character. I love the way that he plays that character. Yeah. And I love that fucking mask. Like the damn whisper he does when well, he talks. 
Yes. One thing I like cool. about about the con about the thing with Zemo and his origin as well. Uh I'm liking I'm liking how they're really playing into the in universe events that have happened. Yes, yes. And I think for all the harm that Josh Whedon did to Justice League, what he established in the Avengers continuity that's being elaborated on now by better people. Yeah. Uh credit can be thrown to him where credit's due. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I yeah. think the whole thing with Sokovia is going to play out for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that's that, that's the perfect way to bring in villains. Yeah, because that was such the the Ultron event was such a devastating blow leading up to the blip and everything. Yeah, and there's a moment where they're in Latvia, and at first I had to double take because I thought I said Latveria, and I was like, if we're gonna get some echoes of Doctor Doom. I thought I'm the same lose thing. My fucking shit, dude. <laughs> I the same thing, dude. Oh, they go? Cyberpunk? That's what it looked like. They went to oh, that was a uh, uh, Madripoor. Yeah. Which was a fucking weird fucking place. place. It looked like something out of an anime. Well, like dude. Cyberpunk, dude. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. That's a uh, precursor to Tokyo, uh, Neo Tokyo from Akira. You know what I'm saying? Like it had that kind of vibe. It was a cool yeah. place, though. I love the way that it was lit too. Yeah, like, that fluorescent, yeah, kind of neon thing going on. Well, what Speak. about the moment where? Uh, what about the moment where the Winter Soldier was? Uh, Revoked uh, everybody up in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he said, stay in character. There was yeah, a moment. Like, where, right. where there was a moment though where they made you see where like he kind of, he kind of needed that. Yeah, he liked it. Yeah, he did, and dude, and they were like, bad guys, real, so. Yeah. I mean, for real though, like that's, that's his thing. You know, like he shows up and shows out when yeah. winter soldier shows up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He's, he's the fucking muscle. Yeah. So I'm super glad that they had that moment there because the first two episodes, he's been so reserved and his therapist is like, yeah. you know, you got to forgive and forget and all this kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. And like him to just kind of hulk out for a couple of minutes and just beat the dog shit out of some guys. I'm like, good for him, man. Yeah. It's going to be crazy if by the end of the story, though, we're going to get it to where we find out some way to where Zemo's been trying to reprogram him. And I could see that happening. Because one of the first things we see when the Winter Soldier and Zemo are face to face, he tries to fucking do the numbers. Yeah. He just does it. That's not going to work anymore. Yeah. So at the end of that episode, I, we get the chick from Black Panther, right? Yeah. I thought One that was cool chicks. how he was like, wait a minute. And he walked off yeah. and he's like, I knew you'd be here. Yeah. I know you didn't mean me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, I remember, I still haven't seen that movie, but I did hear them say, um, you know, that Zemo like destroyed some of their shit. And yeah. So obviously when she's like, you got Zemo? Yeah. Well, and and he's going to have to prove himself. Yeah. Like helping are, with this uh super soldier serum thing, you know, he's got to redeem himself somehow. Yeah. And that that to me that's a perfect lead in to do something like Thunderbolts where it's yeah. like look, we we broke him out of prison, we had to because we knew that you guys weren't going to be and he cool helped, with us. Break- so give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like man, a good lead in. Sorry. Well, Zemo is is one of those. He is a perfect villain type. Where 
whether you agree or disagree with him, like most of the time that you agree with his reasoning, right? Yeah. Because he's like, if the super soldier serum is running rampant, then wars and annihilation. The world's going to go to shit. Yes. So I get where he's coming we, from. Yes. So if we can keep this shit out of the way, you know, out of it. And to an extent that extends to like the Avengers and all these super powered entities that now reside within the Marvel universe. It's like, you don't understand. Like, look at what happened in New York whenever the Avengers show up and then aliens start fucking invading there. Like, yeah, earth is ready for this. Now you've sent a fucking SOS out and that's why Thanos shows, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. So it's a ripple effect. When it, where you've got good, you've got greater evil, evil there. That's just, and if they can squash the good and the evil and have everybody that on the same page, then he wants to go about it in that way. Where we're like a crazy Scarlet Witch would want to go about it in a way where like, well, let's just make everybody have powers. Then he wants to get rid of the powers. Yeah, and neither one of them are right, but also neither one of them are wrong. He kind of reminds you. You remember the people in the. X-Men movies that were against people having powers and Oh yeah. That's the, kinda him, uh, you know? Protesters, yeah. And um he's oh, just they're, oh, they're starting to sow the they're sowing the seeds for that for sure. Because yeah. they they did it at the, the finale of WandaVision when you know the town was kinda like what the fuck? You know, they yeah. were, I mean there was nothing they could do, but they kinda gave her the you need to fucking leave look whenever the spell was finally, you know, reversed on them. And yeah. they let you know how serious he is. Like the scientists, they're like, "How many of these serums did you?" He's like, "About twenty of them." Are there any more? No. Dude's like, "Pow!" Right in the head. He's like, "All right, we're done yeah. here." He won't be making any more. <laughs> yeah, that's why he did it. Can't trust yeah. that guy. Yeah, the <laughs> level of gunfighting in this in this right? show has blood, impressed dude. me for Disney Plus. You know. Yeah. When she stabbed that, she fucked those dudes up, didn't she? Oh yeah, yeah when that oh the the oh when when chick was born shipment yeah shipment yeah that's what I was about to say yeah fucked them up but, stabbed this one dude in the damn neck man you could see the blood coming out and everything I was like hell yeah I'm I'm super excited to see where this shit goes yeah dude man. I it's, like their chemistry they're really good together yeah yeah they are and their chemistry with Zemo yeah. Like all three of them together, it's like the fucking odd couple or three yeah. men and a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like grumpy old man over here. Yeah, for real. And it's like if they don't do the Thunderbolts, please do another fucking series of Falcon and Winter Soldier with Zemo in it, so we can see these fuckheads get into some crazy shit. You know, they're like, walking up to the plane. He was like, "Oh, you're rich." Yeah, he's like, he's like, like well, I was a I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's like, come hello, on, man. The damn guy was like, here's some fucking champagne. We might have some food in here. The refrigerator's broken. He said, give it the smell test. And if it doesn't pass, let them have it. Yeah, right. That's funny. Just to fuck with them, though, you know? Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what comes with this. And, And I think that, like, Falcon Winter Soldier, I have a feeling that Zemo might kill the new Captain America. You think I that's think where, that, well, listen, like in that episode, he's like, we're going after them because they have him now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could see that happening. And well, my reasoning is what does this guy, what does Walker have? 
that Steve Rogers does, or what does he not have that Steve Rogers had? And that was the super soldier serum. Yeah. So if he takes the super soldier serum, Simo might be like, fuck you and put a cap in his ass. That's all. Maybe that's why he was like, we got to take some shit in our own hands. Yeah. Maybe he heard about it. Maybe he knows that these kids have this and they, you know, because I think when they were talking in the truck, he knew they were like, they're super soldiers. And he's like, you sure about that? And they're like, oh yeah. I mean, so dude, that if, chick kicked his ass off that truck. Yeah. You know. But without even thinking he twice. He tossed that shield under his buddy. I like how he's got his own little wingman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> his own Bucky. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, I think that Zemo, and that would be a, a good reason to put his ass under the jail, even though that this new Captain America is a fuckboy. Yeah. Well, what would be... What would tie it up and make it to where people would be like, man, he tried to be cap and failed, but good effort, you know? Because uh, they, they keep making a point, because uh, it's funny you guys brought up that he has his own Bucky. They keep making a point to show him. Yeah. And well, if WandaVision's shown us anything, is that Disney's not going to put up a scene that's going to be pointless or waste camera time on pointless stuff you know this goes back to what you were saying about steve rogers man like he had a good personality like he was you know what i mean he was a good guy yeah yeah this dude right here's got a little bit of an ego yeah well not a good dude well what might happen is that you know his buddy might get killed oh yeah and that could be the ego blow that makes him be like you know i'm not where i like and be like, like, I don't know, it just kind of, you know, kind of brings them around full circle. Yeah. So whatever they decide to do, I'm cool with. I'm, I'm excited for where this series is going. And I mean, after this, we get Loki and I'm very excited about that as yeah. well. So let's... do we have that trailer in here? Uh, I think... I'll track it down. If it's not, I'll no, look for it's... it. Yeah, I'll get it. Cause they dropped a trailer, like a good two minute, two and a half minute trailer. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and segue into movie news, if that's all right with you yeah, fellas. Yeah, yeah. All right. We've got a couple little things here that I just wanted to touch on. Not a whole lot. So the Batman film um, that Patton, Robert P. is, is in, is going to take place on Earth 2. So it says here that a, a report is now confirmed that the Batman will be set in the alternate universe earth two standing alone from the rest of the already established DCEU as both DC and Marvel move towards exploring the idea of some of a cinematic multiverse. It has been confirmed in a recent report that director Matt Reeves, the Batman will be set in DCEU's earth two an alternate earth that will be familiar to comic book fans. Uh, this puts Robert Pattinson's dark Knight in a completely separate universe to the likes of Ben Affleck's, um, to the likes of Ben Affleck's enabling the Batman to craft its own world away from the idea of a shared universe. Of course, the Batman could potentially one day cross over with the likes of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and the rest of the Justice League, much like in the pages of DC Comics. The same report also claims that while the Batman st- will stand alone in Earth 2, DC is planning for its upcoming movies and shows to share the same universe. 
the news that the Batman is being set on Earth 2 away from the rest of the DCEU is further confirmation that the studio moving towards exploring the idea of a multiverse, which no, no doubt lead to all manner of comic book movie craziness. DC's Earth 2 will be familiar to fans of the comic book source material, having first appeared in the 60s as a way to establish the concept of a multiverse in the DC mythos. It should also be familiar to fans of the CW's DC shows, with Earth 2 making appearances appearances in the likes of Arrow and The Flash. The Batman will evidently be the beginning of an Earth 2 shared universe, with a small screen spinoff already being planned based around the Gotham City Police Department, Gotham PD, with the intention for a crossover with characters from Pattinson's big screen outing, including the likes of Jeffrey Wright as Batman ally Jim Gordon, where Joaquin Phoenix's Joker fits into proceedings as anyone's guess. Looking beyond the Batman, there have been ongoing rumors that J.J. Abram and uh, Tanishi Coates' upcoming Superman re- reboot will be set within the DCEU, but with the news that Earth 2 is being brought into the fray, it's very possible that the Batman and the new Superman will be set in the same alternate universe. This is further supported by other ongoing rumors surrounding Abrams' Superman, which claims that a black actor is being sought after for the new Man of Steel. This should have bells and the heads of DC fans ringing, as Earth 2 is known as the home of Valzod, one of the last Kryptonians of his universe, and the second to use the mantle of Superman. Before any of these multiverse shenanigans, though, audiences are still awaiting the release of the Batman, which follows the early days of the Cape Crusader and focusing on a young Bruce Wayne who has become disheartened by the lack of impact he is having on crime in Gotham. Suddenly, Batman is needed more than ever when a series of murders occurs at the hands of the Riddle. So that would be a very interesting take on... I think I'm okay with that because, like, to me, I don't think that they know what they're going to do with the Snyderverse. Stuff we were yet. talking about this after that. We watched that. Yeah, we were y'all. We were talking about how, you know, they don't want to do it because they have all these other projects. Well, it's like, yeah, but wait a minute, it's our two. So I and I think this came up like they probably didn't even have that in mind for it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're like, well, wait, since we have that coming out, because they could release, you know, those movies in the same year and it not be yeah. a problem because it's different. Kind of like the, the dream he has at the end with the Joker. That's a different place in time. Like that's. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be great. Yeah, it would. So, uh, JJ I'm Abrams really a Superman, huh? Black Superman. And they're saying that Michael B. Jordan may be cast. That as picture black Superman. looks good. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I yeah. like Michael B. Jordan as an actor. So um, if that's the direction that they want to take, and this is Earth 2, and they're going to start their own little, you know, DC universe type deal, that's fine. Just let us finish the Snyder stuff. Yes. Let us get into Earth 2. The CW's already some crazy, ridiculous variation of the whole dc multiverse shit so like it's already been established like it being part of earth 2 is nothing new like it's nothing new to the whole idea of the multiverse and you know because we've got the cw shows that's been going on for years at this point 
So just let's just ride it out and be, you know, the way that I see it is um, if the Snyderverse, if they allow him to continue that and finish that off, and then you have the Robert Pattinson Batman and then J.J. Abrams Superman takes place in that universe. Other content or other content creators, other writers yeah. or directors come into this world and basically decide where they yeah. want their story. Like, where would it be best to fit into? Yeah. Because the Snyderverse is very dark, mm-hmm. but this Batman story also sounds like it's going to be very dark as well. Yeah. Um, which is fine in my book. I don't care because Batman's a dark character. So whoever wants to come in, if they want to do a Robert Pattinson Batman film and they want to follow in the earth Two realm, yeah. let them do that. Um, what they're going to have to do, I feel is clearly label each film as the, what universe that yeah. that film place in because your average comic or your average moviegoer is going to be so yeah they're going to be so fucking confused i thought ben affleck was batman now the dude that jerked off at the lighthouse is batman yeah and you know what i'm saying and the joker's trying to give a reach around what's happening yeah yeah exactly joaquin phoenix was the joker it's like that's a different place different time dude yeah and it's they're gonna have to clearly identify which which universe that this takes place in in order to be able to make it very easy for the casual moviegoer to identify what reality that they're in when they watch this film. Now that sounds very convoluted, but I think it can be easily accomplished. Oh yeah. I mean, moviegoers are already given in and um, to the fact that a, a multiverse exists and they're okay with that. And time travel exists in these films yeah. And different outcomes. So, like the it, it's it's not crazy, it's not far fetched. It's just how are they going to execute it? And if they executed it like they fucked up the Snyder shit, then it's going to be a complete clusterfuck. And whenever I talk to a relative about a DC comic film, they're going to have a thousand questions, and I'm going to have to pull my SWAT board out. And be like, okay, so this story and this, you know, this character is this person in this universe. And anyway, what can you do? And like, you've got like uh, Joe Manganiello. Mm-hmm. All right. He's on board with uh, hashtags, um, you know, bring back Snyder verse yep. or whatever it is. You've got the rock. He's on board with it. Cause he wants his version of the Adam. Yeah. Uh, black adam to be set in that world so that he can potentially fight superman and like henry cavill superman yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's what that's the one i want to see him fight yeah because dude like the only thing that fucks superman up is kryptonite and magic and black adam is one magical motherfucker so but anyway we had a nice little April Fool's joke played on us by Mr. Bruce Campbell. Have y'all heard about this shit? No. This is fucking incredible, guys. So um, Bruce Campbell won April Fool's Day this year by teasing the return of Ash from the Evil Dead series and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. With Bruce's old pal Sam Raimi helming the upcoming Marvel sequel, fans of the groovy one had expected him to show up in some fashion in the movie, given his tendency to cameo in most of Raimi's movies. Campbell has since confirmed having a role in the movie, 
though details of his character haven't been revealed. On April 1st, Bruce Campbell posted an image of a script page from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oops, this slipped, Campbell writes in the caption, insinuating that the page is from Malik's scene from the sequel. In the scene, Doctor Strange is traversing through the multiverse when he finds himself alone in mist-covered woods. Before he can determine where he is, a <laughs> disheveled man emerges from near from a nearby cabin who has a chainsaw where his right hand should be. And and then it goes into it from there. So I'll read the script pages. So strange muttering, now where am I? He raises his hand hands to once again call upon the energy of the twelve moons of Mon uh Monopore when the muffled sound of a chainsaw from behind causes him to turn around. The mist dispersed to reveal a ramshackle cabin with a porch swing. Several windows are broken and two fist-sized holes appear on the front door. The front door opens and a disheveled man steps through the through the doorway. Strange can't help but notice that the man has a chainsaw where his right hand should be. Strange readies his eldritch shields. Uh, man, who the hell are you? Strange, I'm looking for the dark hold. Man, never heard of it. Strange, it's an ancient book of magic, a grimoire of darkness and evil. Man, does it have a face on the cover? Strange lowers his shields. He wasn't prepared for such a response. Strange. Um, no. And then it cuts, you know, it cuts to it. Now, why can they not film this and put this yeah, shit? Yeah, kind of be cool. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if Doctor Strange just happens to show up in the fucking Evil Dead universe for a split second? And he's just like, what the fuck? That's a pretty good little April Fool's joke. Like I, Dude, I follow Bruce Campbell on Twitter, but he went all out. Like it's even got you know when they give you a script, they put your name, they watermark it. Yeah, and yeah. it's watermarked. Yeah, like they went all out. I bet. I I guarantee you what ended up happening was um, Sam Raimi probably wrote that as a joke for Bruce Campbell, and Bruce is like, "Oh, can I share this on fucking April Fools?" Because you maybe know, it like, was something they wanted to do, but they were like, "Ah, we can't do that." Yeah, yeah. But um, good joke. What if? But what if they're putting it out there as a joke, and Just it actually what makes people it, say, "Yeah," and it actually done makes it before. It, yeah, right. So that would be fucking incredible if that if that actually came to came to fruition there, you know. And then, last but certainly not least. Margot Robbie says there's a 20-hour cut of Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And this is what she had to say about it. There's a 20-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that would... There's so much more that you didn't get to see that we shot that was amazing. And for a million reasons, obviously, can't make the cut. So it says uh, Margot Robbie does not mention anything about the potential release of this extra footage or what it may contain or reveal. Tarantino, on the other hand, has confirmed that there is a lot of extra footage from the movie that may see the light of day via Netflix. Mm -hmm. He has or at least had plans to cut Once Upon a Time in Hollywood into several episodes utilizing never before seen footage and turning it into an all new experience, much in the same way he turned the Hateful Eight into a streaming uh, miniseries for Netflix. 
there's been no update on that in quite a while. <laughs> but dude, I will watch it. I'll I watch all watch, twenty. It's two seasons. Yeah, exactly. Dude, twenty I'll episodes, all, hour each. Yeah, do it. You know, because they did cut out a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. Like there were people that were supposed to be in the movie. You didn't even see the scenes with them. Yeah, I know, right? I noticed something the other day when I was watching it. That was the second movie that I watched at the new place. The first one was Big Lebowski. Um, But while I was watching it, you remember that scene where he's on the show playing the heavy? Yeah. He's like, you're buck bronco let beaner buster out of here you know yeah yeah um when the guy comes over and talks to him the guy that it's his show you know he's like i'm the lead actor it's nice to have you here yeah um while they're talking all of a sudden there's just a jump yeah and the dude's got his hat on and they're talking about something completely different and i'm like what what just happened yeah yeah like where where did that go you know what was said like yeah but i'm all in on that I'm I'm down, dude. More Tarantino is better. Tarantino. I think he'll do it. Yeah, eventually. He did it with Hateful Eight. It did yeah. take a long time for that to come out. So, yeah, I'd say within five years we may get that. So yeah, he's not? already got a deal with Netflix. He put that other shit up. So why not? Yeah, exactly. So let's do it, man. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Shit, I'm ready for these. For these trailers, guys. Yeah, boy. It's, it's been a little while since we watched some movie trailers, and I've been jonesing for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like a fucking crack fiend for these movie trailers over here, dude. <laughs> you, know you know what I'm saying? We got some good. We finally got our first trailer for fucking uh, Spiral from the Book of Saul. This is I mean, the we'll Chris uh, Rock movie. Yeah, is he going to be in the movie? Yeah, he wrote, he wrote, direct, or he either wrote it or directed it, and he's starring in it. I think I know he directed it. And I'm pretty sure he wrote it. Yeah, but I didn't know he's he was going to be in it. He's pulling a pill. You know what I'm saying? He's going serious. He's going, dude. You never go full pill. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're pill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right, let me get but, that pulled up. I don't know what this first fucking movie is, but it it's got a old bitch from uh, that fucking terrible singing movie that I fucking hate, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, bitch. I, I mean, the, Pitch Perfect. Yeah the the pitches are back, bro. Yeah, that's wasn't that, that the second one? Was that the tagline? Yeah, that's the tagline. Get the fuck out of here with that corny ass shit. Yeah, that's. We're not their market for those movies. No. The pitches are back, though, dude. I'm a pitch. I'm a pitch. I've I've already said that I would rather watch any movie. I would watch Hard to Be a God again over Pitch Perfect. Wait, did I drop this trailer? Yeah. I've seen this trailer. I had to make What's sure it? it was. Let me put my comment. Stowaway. Yeah. It sounds like a uh, David Bowie song. Hmm. 
Stowaway, dude. Netflix official trailer. All right, everybody good? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Three, two, one, play. Netflix. This is a pretty good idea for a movie. Y'all check this out. He's one of the maintenance dudes. What? Yeah, he's not supposed to be on the ship. Oh, it's that bit, that creepy bitch from fucking Hereditary. See, he was inside that, passed out. Oh, they ain't no going back. Dude from Lost. Houston, we have a problem. And we just so happen to have four. Either that or die, right? Yeah. That down claustrophobic space scene, you know? Yeah. All right, here's the thing. That's pretty interesting. If we're if the three of us are on a ship and, and we got a mission <laughs> and this dude just happens to like be inside the panel, passed out, and then we're all talking and it's like we only got enough oxygen for the three of us. I mean in the name who's, of science. Who's the other person? We don't know him. I mean they don't, they don't know oh. him. We oh, don't know okay. him. I mean it's Well, can we say it's chess in this situation? Sure. He's still out. You know? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, dude. He's a maintenance worker. He's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not growing potatoes on Mars. But to be fair in his defense, to be able to be a maintenance person for a space, He's an engineer. You've got to have some some sort of intelligence there. All right. Well, what do we do? We draw straws? I think that we just hold our breath and whoever passes out first is out. I'm big bone, dude. I, I got to breathe. You know what I'm saying? I breathe through my nose. I'd cheat anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, your stomach's moving. Yeah. It's like, don't stop. Um, That's an interesting idea, though. It's a very interesting idea, yeah. and I wouldn't mind Different. checking that, that out. I like a good space movie. Space Madness. Space. 
Spies. All right, I'm ready for uh, Suicide Squad Red Band trailer. Have, Have you, you seen, seen this? <laughs> Jinx. Travis. What was said? Huh? <laughs> no, like y'all both, like y'all both, literally said it at the same time, so I didn't know what was said. Go ahead. Griffin. Have you? Have you oh, seen? Have I seen? No, I. Oh, I haven't. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I, I think Yeah. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one, play. It actually looks pretty good. I like the way it's shot. Yeah. Do your dirty work. Look at this motherfucker. It's got that. Um, what's that other movie he did? Guardians. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Even down to the music. It'll be Suicide Squad Volume 1, the mix. Yeah. (laughs) Check it out, dude. It's Peter Capaldi. Look at me, Hector. <laughs> no, probably no. <laughs> I like how they're acting like those that other movie just didn't come out. I know, I feel like we got so many members because there's so many people going to die during these missions. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it looks like he's keeping it faithful to the comics that, like, you know, motherfuckers die by the end of an issue, dude. Yeah, yeah. So the next trailer is the one they dropped uh, a week later. Trailer number two. I, I haven't seen this one yet. But I'm excited. All right, ready? 
Hell, yeah, I'm doing my comment. Drops August the 6th. Hell yeah. Alright, 3, 2, 1, play. This one's a little darker. Peter Pauly's going to kill it, dude. Yeah. They took the for fuck's sake out. Yeah. Dude looked like Noel Fielding in that one scene. Is that the Wolverine chick? Maybe. I think it was. Yeah, it was her. That's the one that was in that X-Men movie, too. The Doctor. Look at this shit. <laughs> He's killing it, dude. <laughs> We're dying to save the world. fuck is that that's some fucking crazy shit i think with that trailer they were trying to show you that this one's not going to suffer from what the first one had you know with the little funny song cut over it and yeah it's like let's drop a serious trailer it actually looks really fucking good it man. does dude john cena man He's killing yeah, dude. he said if this island was covered with dicks and i had to eat every one of them to save the world I'd do it. No problemo. <laughs> he said, I cherish justice or <laughs> peace. I kill any man, woman, or child. It's like, whoa. Have y'all seen this trailer? No, I haven't watched the Space Jam trailer, no. I watched kinda... some to make sure it was real. Mm. And uh, it's real. Is it real? Uh, Ready Player Space Jam. <laughs> oh, okay. You'll see what let's, I mean by that. Well, let's do it. Let's check it out. You ready, Trav? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Look at LeBron's house. I bet Will Smith ain't got to deal with this. 
the fuck? Open the Bifrost. On Cheeto? Oh, shit. <laughs> Iron Giant King Kong <laughs> It's the Iron Giant, dude It's King Kong See, it's almost like he's in that Ready Player One thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> that don't look bad. No. It looks like a solid little family movie. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely updated. Got the crazy. Everybody's showing up to watch. Yeah, he was like, I need Iron Giant. Yeah, King Kong. All them leftover assets from Ready Player One. They were like, "Can we load them into our movie?" Yeah, yeah. that's so what it looked like. Like, yeah, Flintstones were showing up. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. They were like, man, I know this Warner Brothers, but we're just gonna be Hanna Barbera too. I'll see if uh, the Jetsons show up and Captain Caveman going to watch basketball. Monster. Now, this isn't the movie with... Uh, Charlie Theron? No. It's not that movie, is it? No. No. It's got John of David Washington not. in it, though. It's a Netflix movie. J.D. Washington, as I'm going to call it. Just let him know that I'm going to uh, call him J.D. KD. But I'm pretty sure he's a dude from Tenet, right? I think so. I think so. Let me see. Let, it is. Let's check it out. See, yeah, that's him, JD. I'll let him know what you're gonna call him, JD. All right, just let him know if he's not cool with it. Let me know. Are you already? Yeah, hold on. Let me check my email. (laughs) (laughs) You kid, I'm good. JD, three, (laughs) two, one, play. And it's got to do from Westworld.
executive producer John Legend. Oh, that's the guy. Horny toad. Turned into a horny toad. <laughs> That dude's a rapper. That dude? Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he's a rapper. It's like a drama right here. There he is. Oh, he's a thug. Magnificent. Oh, he's in jail. Wrong place, wrong time. I bet it's like a wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Like, yeah. He didn't commit the crime, but he's pinned with it. Depends on what you do. Murder an entire family? It's like, nah, we're going to take it easy on you. Yeah. I, I like a good drama, dude. Yeah. So I'm interested. All right, mainstream. This has got a uh, Spider-Man in it. Starfield. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, for real. It's been a hot hot minute, ain't it? All right, y'all ready? Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one, play. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Spider-Man. You're Spider-Man. What? Are they role-playing? Oh, he's an influencer. He looks like an influencer. Yeah. This is the Logan Paul biopic. Is it? No. That was Jake Paul. 
So it may be kind of loosely based on him. Like he's always on. Yeah. Huh. It looks pretty pretty yeah. interesting. <clears throat> it's a different take on that, you know? Sure. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll probably check it out. Now we got the spiral. Let's see what the spiral about. I'm gonna put Chris, Chris Rock, Sam Jackson. I'm tired of these motherfucking puzzles yeah. in this motherfucking <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> you know warehouse. I'm tired tired of this motherfucking games with this motherfucking doll. What if he's the voice of Saw? He's like, I want to play a motherfucking game with you. <laughs> I would totally be all right with that, man. You keep like, posting sad, vague shit on Facebook all day, talking about how you want to die. Well, now, motherfucker, you going to have to live. Yeah. Now, this is a reboot, right? I think it's kind of, it's like a... It's just yeah. hit play and figure that the fuck out, because I don't even know. Three, two, one. The book of Saul. <laughs> I think I remember. Uh, what does that even those? mean? I mean, he's a cop. Oh, dude. He's like covering the case, I think. Got a seven kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is he supposed to be like the older Danny Glover? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's got that seven kind of vibe. He's fucking with the cops. Oh, shit.
Oh, shit. Okay. I don't know, man. We'll see. I see what they're going for. Yeah. I got so burnt out on those Saw movies. So, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We got Without Remorse here next. Michael B. George. Michael B. Prime Video. I don't even know what you're going to call him, MBJ. MBJ? We are the new PB&J. MBJ, yeah. <laughs> Try ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. He's about to go fucking Bronson on yeah. the Yeah. Yeah, dude. You fucking fuck. Yeah. Sounds like be humble. It's like an over the top action movie. Yeah. Tom Clancy. All right. That's cool. I've watched a couple of Tom Clancy films, you know? I watched some more. <clears throat> yeah, didn't, um, was it Tom Cruise? Mm-hmm. That did the Tom Clancy's? What was that? What was that series? It wasn't Mission Impossible, was it? No. What was that? There was some kind of Clancy movies that he did, right? Uh, yeah, but I because he was playing the same character as um Jim from The Office. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I can't remember. Fuck. I actually heard that was good. Yeah, I heard it was too. My brother watched it. He said it was really good. I can't remember the name of it. No. 
because there was like two or three movies and then that series and there was a different actor that played that same character but i can't i know that tom cruise was one was chris pine one maybe i don't know i have to do some deep deep diving on the on tc's catalog tc yeah tom clancy <laughs> oh i thought you were talking about tom cruise no Tyler Childers. There's too many of them. Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack Ryan. That's right. right. Tom Cruise played Jack Ryan. Yeah. But it was a movie and not a series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TC. <laughs> All right. Together, together, we got Ed Helms here. Let's see how this looks. Is it going to be a comedy or a dramedy? It's got to be a comedy. Right. It might be a dramedy, dude. Let's 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 find out. I just always picture him from the hangover with his tooth knocked out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, just, that's the only image of him I have like yeah. playing that piano. Yeah, oh shit. What do tigers dream of when <laughs> they take a little tiger snooze? All right, y'all ready? <laughs> yeah, dude. Red trail. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. This has got a weird look to it, like a. He's that awkward dude. <laughs> oh, he's oh, they're going to fall in love. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they're hooking up. Like, I already know how this movie's going to play out. Yeah. I almost feel like I've seen it. Already.
fuck? Yeah, it's a romantic comedy. I like this comment. This is some weird mid two thousands plot movie that's trying really hard to exist in the twenty twenties. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did y'all recognize that guy? She was talking when he was walked up. And he's like, "Did you just bang?" He's like, "Is this is your uncle? That's Toad from Days of Future Past." Is it? Yeah. Whoa, I just looked it up. Okay. I was like, "Man, that guy looks familiar." And I went and look. I'm like, "Oh, okay." He's the next man. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. He played a toad. He kind of looks like a toad. <clears throat> yeah. I'm very excited for this um this animated Batman film. Like they haven't done Hush yet, right, Trev? Mm-mm. So the long Halloween and Hush were like two and the Dark Knight Returns, obviously, are like some of my favorite, you know, Batman. Oh wait, stories. I take that back. They have they have adapted Hush, by the way. Have they? Yes. See, I haven't watched that. I need to watch it because I love that story a lot. So, um, but I'm glad they're doing the long Halloween. And I always thought the long Halloween would make a fantastic live action film. Um, but it's great that they're doing an anime. Yeah, at least it's getting made. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited though. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Sure you can. Not down. Oh, know who that is? What that means. I've always liked their animation style. Yeah. Well, Harvey Dent. I'm down. Oh, yeah. I got to put this in here. Something to say about that when we get to it. <laughs> but yeah, that looked good. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to check that out. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Very excited. I'll say, I'll say I'm very, I'll say I'm very excited. So I like forgot that Owen Wilson was in this movie. In Loki? Yeah. Oh yeah, he plays the guy. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, your brother's Thor. Wow. <laughs> he like adopted or how does that work? The Bifrost. Wow. 
Yeah, it could take you to other other planets and other wow. planes of wow. <laughs> and Loki's like, you've said too many wows, you know? Yeah, you need to stop that right now. One more wow, and I'm going to cut your head off. You're going to, wow, you're going to kill me? Wow. 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 <laughs> Animosity, wow. Anger. <laughs> pipe down, down, pipe down. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to check this out. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Wow. <laughs> I really Nick. like the character, so I'm glad he's getting his own yeah. little arc here. Wow. Nice mustache. <laughs> oh. Gotta add that to the pile. So he's been in there narking? Oh, dude, what year are they in? Look at all the tech, man. He's in the past. Y'all noticing the tube TVs? Yeah. Well, they're jumping between realities. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the budget, man. Yeah, like, look at the... Like the 50s, dude. 60s or something there. Disney's fucking killing it, man. So from what I gathered from that, Owen Wilson, wow, is um, working for an organization kind of like the organization from the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And there's all these, yeah, there's all these tangent universes like that has uh, shot off from the main timeline that he's having to go to and and correct to get them back into the current timeline. That's kind of how it looked whenever that one tube TV where it had that, you know, squiggly line yeah. and then it had all these like branches coming oh, off. Oh yeah. Of it. He's like, we got to get everything back together. Yeah. Because the, the Avengers going back and split everything. Uh, yeah. It, it made a huge fork right there, yeah. but the implications of that, probably rippled through time yeah wow yeah right dude i hope he says it at least once i know right i'll be so disappointed if he does it wow he's awesome wow yeah 
So, um, <laughs> this Black Widow trailer. Yeah. What I noticed is when you pull this up, and Marvel put this up a few days ago, exactly almost a year ago, we saw the first trailer, trailer one. Yeah. Because then, you know, Pandy happened. Yeah. Pandy. Yeah. Wow, Pandy. <laughs> what was that earlier? It was like pandemic. When you're reading that article, I can't remember what it said, but I was like, I don't, I don't never mind. <laughs> but um, wow. almost a year later, yeah, we finally get a trailer. Well, another trailer. I don't think there's a lot of hype for this movie, man. I think it's, you know, well, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I think that like it probably would have been better if this came out when it was supposed to yes. because it was fresh off the hills of Endgame. Yes. And Infinity War. The hype so, kind of died down a little, you know? Yeah, wow. Mm. <laughs> but I'm ready to check it out, though. Yeah, yeah. You ready, Travis? And it, don't I have yeah. the chick from Midsummer in it? I know it's got dude from Stranger Things. Yeah. Wait, the the blonde chick? Yeah. I think Florence oh, Pug. Pug. I think that's her name. Change P-U-G-Y. it. Wow. Change it. <laughs> Pug is your last name? Wow. Unique. <laughs> you know how he's always like, yeah. his little bickering that he does back and forth with people? Yeah, but to himself, though, more than to anybody else. He's um, just like a mumbler. Well, like him, wasn't he in that Shanghai noon? Yeah. And just I mean, his back and forth. He's like, wow, you're like a karate man. You're like a. Like a <laughs> man, but Jake really and Chad awesome. don't have time for that bullshit. You know? He's like, God, he's I'm, like, I'm John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. A terrible cowboy name. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> terrible cowboy name. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for this trailer. Man. Black Widow. This dropped a few days ago. I'm guessing the movie comes out soon. This is straight to streaming, right? Yes. Oh, they'll do some theaters. July 9th. That's still fuck. Wow. Right. Three, two, one, play. I think we're going to get some footage we didn't get in the others, though. Recycled footage. That was fucked up when that happened. Yeah. Is that her? Th- yeah, it yeah, is that's her, her dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's all these splits in time, couldn't she be alive somewhere? Yeah. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say wow again, but <laughs> this one's a little more serious than the other trailer. Remember the other trailer was like funny? Who's the bad guy? Taskmaster. It's going to be oh, interesting yeah. 
it's going to be interesting to see that how they utilize him. Dude, he was the villain in that game. Yeah. Marvel game. Because they fight him on a bridge, which looks like happens here. The whole the whole stick is that like he he can memorize fighting styles. Yeah. So you got to do something different every time you attack him because he he'll mirror your shit. And I mean, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I think that he was uh, one of the members as well of the Thunderbolts. Oh shit. Trap. So, I mean, we got Zemo, we might have Red Hulk, him. I mean, so they're, they're, they can round that cast out, you know? Wow. Yeah, man, I think when you were reading that off the other night, I'm pretty sure you said his name. Yeah, I think. on the list. So, Mortal Kombat doesn't drop until the 16th. Yeah. Yeah, which is next next Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was supposed to be our next viewing, right? Yeah, that's our next major viewing for sure. Let's see. Do we any- uh, is there any honorable mentions to watch in the meantime? I don't know. What do we got? I'm going to go ahead and remove these. Y'all want to do the gray version of the Justice League? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking content with that. Y'all want to watch it? I mean, (laughs) let's um, see if there's anything. And then if not, I mean, well, let's bring the list up. How about that? All right. We've got, we've got the list here of shit to watch, to watch on our movie list thread there. Yeah. I just deleted all those because we've seen them. No, this is on the spreadsheet. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a lot of shit on here. Oh, man, we haven't pulled from the sheet in a while. I know, right? Um, What about Whiplash? I mean, I like it. I mean, we haven't done Whiplash on the on the pod before. We haven't. So a lot of fucking movies on here. Yeah, right. That's the number one on my damn list. Is there any uh, any uh, other ones that are jumping out? I mean, we've got wait. What about Chaos Walking? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, let's do that. That's out now. Yeah, it's available. It's been acquired. Yeah, it's weird how that just dropped all of a sudden, though. Like, out of nowhere, yeah. like, just... Yeah. It's available. Uh, I'm cool with that. Are it's you cool with that, worried. Yeah. Bob me. This is the one with uh, Cherry. Yeah. Tom Holland Tom and Daisy Holland. Rib. Um, yeah. Wow. Let's see what the. And I don't know what score looking to. I still want to see it. Yeah, it's all right. It's got a good Google user review. Yeah. 22 on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Um, I heard in one of the movie news things, and it wasn't significant enough to drop into the thing, but uh, there's rumors going around that Daisy Ridley may be cast as Spider-Woman. Hey. Uh, And she come out and addressed the rumors that said that since Star Wars is over, she wants into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So. Job security. Um, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that she was fine. You yeah, know? I like her. Yeah. So, and I think that she would be good in that position in that film. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, I'm cool with let's do chaos yeah. walk. I forgot that was out. Yeah, me too. We can do that other episode of Falcon Winter Soldier and prepare for Mortal Kombat. Mortal What's crazy Kombat. is it went out for it dropped March the fifth. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's an honest wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll do Mortal Kombat. Well, our, the TV show. Yeah, come back with Falcon Winter Soldier. Episode I'm four. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I think that's it. Yeah, let's right. Let's chalk it up right there. Chaos walking. Yeah, keep it real. It's Tom Holland. Wow, keep it. <laughs> Tom Holland. Wow. <laughs>